Hello and welcome to Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. Scotty Sintez will be our guest in the second half of the show. You don't want to miss it. Tonight, Campbell Wrestling is not only hosting two top 20 ranked programs, they're not only hosting them at Fort Bragg, they're hosting them on UFC Fight Pass. Yes, the UFC trying to get into wrestling. Scotty Sintez, he made it all happen and, and he'll talk to us about that. By the way, a lot of other uh, cool stuff going on tonight, including Campbell men's basketball team takes the trip up to Raleigh. They are taking on NC State. That's a game that will happen at 7. It'll be on ESPN+. Plus. We'll bring you audio coverage from the Varsity Network sports app and GoCamels.com. And, oh, yeah, volleyball hosting UNC Asheville if volleyball wins tonight and volleyball wins tomorrow night. You'll get another chance to see a trophy being raised at Bowie's Creek. And, Evan, that's where we will start. Well, there's a lot of stuff to start about. But the volleyball team last year winning the program's first ever conference tournament trophy. They're trying to do the regular season now. So here's the challenge, right? You mentioned Friday. Well, it begins tonight. And UNC Asheville at 6. Campbell played its best Big South match at Asheville back in October. A three-set sweep. I want to say they hit 389 as a team, like over 300. And the, it, the, the cards are in front of them. You know, upstate of Asheville, they both won on the road convincingly. This is a team, as we know, that plays better when the stakes are higher, when there's motivation and reason to win. They won a postseason title on their court. They had a chance to win a regular season title last year, but could not defeat upstate. So it'd be fitting if they play upstate Saturday at 5, so around 7.30, 8 o'clock, they could lift a trophy. It's all in front of them, Chris. They have the talent to do it. They have the players to do it. The Radford loss is tough last week, but it doesn't knock them out. They can still win both and win the title. So it's it's up to them. We are big proponents of this, and Evan, you and I have talked to it before. I think I feel more strongly about it a, a little bit than you do. Of course, in the Big South, usually in most sports, a one big lead, meaning you have to win your conference tournament to go to the NCAA tournament. But the regular season trophy, to me, holds a lot more on it because especially in a, in a sport like volleyball, you have to play every team twice. It's it's a round robin. And if you can get through that gauntlet, I true it truly means you're the best team in the Big South. Now, it would technically be a tie with High Point at the top of the Big South regular season, but Campbell would get the number one seed because Campbell has beaten High Point twice. That's High Point's only two losses. Now, it's already been determined that the um, that the tournament is going to be at high point. So going in as the number one, number two seed doesn't matter that much. But again, the regular season title, the first time in program history, just another notch on Coach Coral's belt. And they would finish 14-2 and two in the conference. That's Incredible. a pretty dominant run. You beat high point twice, who's really good. Now you do have two losses, but it's hard to go undefeated. So for them to not only be the number one seed, but – do well against the best teams that that speaks well for next week for the conference tournament and and it's setting up to be such a fun saturday we mentioned there's a lot going on tonight i mean with the wrestling being on ufc and and the volleyball match and campbell going to raleigh which is always which is always a high point of things but saturday is trophy saturday in Bowie's creek it starts off with the barbecue bowl this is a new thing that they started that will end for a while unfortunately but campbell the winners at gardner webb um, the winner of the game not only gets a trophy the winner of the game also gets the other school paying and serving them barbecue 
Um, later on down the road, of course, there's a Eastern North Carolina barbecue versus a Western North Carolina barbecue. But on the field, Evan, um, it's a Campbell team that has that has dropped games. They are out of the race for the Big South Conference title. This on Senior Day, on Parents Day, is a chance to get some some, some good juju going again for the Campbell football team. The official North Carolina Pork Barbecue Bowl. I just want to thank our sponsor. First yes, definitely. <laughs> it's a matchup that Campbell did very well last year at Gardner-Webb, and, and that was a game where Bryant Barr had multiple rushing touchdowns. He is looks to be back and fully healthy this week, so that's big in the backfield. The senior class, and we talked to Damian Adams about this, the Campbell defensive coordinator. There's a lot of seniors on this roster. Now, with COVID, some of them could come back, some of them might not, but the amount of four- to five-year players that end their home career this weekend, it's incredible. It's kind of staggering. You think of Julian Hill, all-conference tight end. Josh Johnson, all-conference defensive lineman. Gabe Holmes, seventh-year senior defensive lineman. Those are kind of the headliners of the group, but there's a lot of players who will end their career in the next two weeks. So to see them at home, to face a team that they always get up for. Gardner-Webb has played well against us at homecoming two years ago. We went to Gardner-Webb and ruined their homecoming. So there's a little rivalry there. And, you know, Gardner-Webb's playing really good football. So this is a good test for Campbell. Can they finish the year strong and end the year with some wins and not on the, the wrong side of it? Yeah, all the pressure on Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb tied with NCANT um, at the top of the Big South Conference, a team that Gardner-Webb will host next week, which could be the pseudo Big South Conference championship game. So Gardner-Webb comes in with everything to lose. The Bulldogs haven't won a Big South Conference title in 20 years. So that's it one. Then you make your way from the barbecue bowl to the um, to the volleyball arena, Gore Arena for a five o'clock match where, again, if Campbell takes care of business tonight and takes care of business, they will lift the regular season trophy. And then, oh, by the way, at 730 at Eeks Athletics Complex, a trip to the NCAA tournament on the line. Men's soccer takes on High Point at 730. That match was excellent this year at home. High Point won the match 1-0, but very competitive regular season Think back to the postseason last year. Campbell wins 2-1 to one on its home turf with a fantastic home atmosphere. If the weather holds up Friday, today, the game on Saturday will be fantastic. There's going to be some storms Friday, but I think we're good to go yeah. Saturday night. The student-athlete turnout will be incredible. It'll be cold and windy and that postseason style of soccer, which makes it fun and entertaining. And the way Campbell dominated Presbyterian, it tells you this team's locked in. They are not overlooking High Point, who handed Campbell its lone loss in the conference. So that match will be really neat. It's kind of tough how it all lines up, right? Like you're sprinting around from one to 11, but it sort of lines up just right where you can see all three. And, you know, to see three trophies lifted in one day would be maybe a Campbell first. Yeah, it would be a, it would be a best case scenario. And of course, if, uh, if uh, Dustin Fonder's crew is able to do it, they go back to the NCAA tournament and why not fitting that you would play the High Point Panthers. Of course, Dustin Fonder was a head coach there before here, and that has just made the rivalry, especially in men's soccer, that much better. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, oh, by the way, wrestling on UFC Fight Pass. That's just the most incredible thing of it all. There were conversations in the past about doing this, but there was never a cemented, okay, let's have the right teams. We want to stream it on this network and on this channel. And, I tell you what, North Carolina and Michigan are really good wrestling programs, yeah. too. So Campbell's in the top 30. Those two are top 25. So you're going to see three of the best third of the teams in the country play. It, 
it, it's neat to watch. And with the airport hangars and the, the military setup, it'll be a really cool atmosphere, just visually speaking. You know, the barbecue bowl is one thing, but when you're on Fort Bragg, that's a whole nother ordeal. So I, I'm happy for the wrestling program because they want that exposure and that'll be yeah. for the sport. Yeah, and it's uh, all Scotty Sintes just uh, kind of going with the idea and then finding a way to to hook up UFC and wrestling. The, the Campbell women's basketball team, they are on the road. They're not going to be part of the fun on Saturday here at home as they take on NC Central. And we can talk about that here uh, before we get to our interview with, with Coach Sintes. We were able to see both basketball teams in action against non-Division One programs, but in action back on Monday. Um, your thoughts on the women? The wheels keep on turning. Yep. Ronnie Fisher knows his defense, man. I tell you what, uh, top five in scoring defense last year. They'll face Central Florida on Tuesday, who led the country in scoring defense. So the first team to 40 may win that game on Tuesday night. <laughs> but I think the big thing was Shai Tui looked locked in. 20 points in the first half. She was efficient. She looked more healthy than ever before. And that's her fifth year, right, with the COVID year. So if Shai can lead the charge, that team will be just as good as ever. Maybe not as deep as years past, but that starting five looked really good. A lot of players got to play. You know, D3 opponent is what it is. But no one got hurt, and Shai Tui looked good. I'll take those as wins. Yeah, Tuli uh, matching her career high with seven three-pointers. And, and I'm glad that you brought up uh, UCF. They're going to the Big 12 next year, but they will be here on campus Tuesday night at 7. That's also when women's basketball is going to celebrate their regular season title, a banner, a ring. It'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, the men look good, too. And, and I think what was most impressive is there were a lot of question marks. Campbell with eight new faces between transfers and freshmen. A lot of those new places, a lot of those new faces contributed, Evan, and, and a lot of them look like they're going to be able to come right in and have an impact, which is what Campbell's going to need to be successful this year. Again, health was key in that first game. What's neat tonight against NC State, that's a program with DJ Burns, who, as we know at Winthrop, was dominant in his three years there, two championships and a trip to the final. Campbell has struggled with Burns in the past. He's been a – he's sort of like Winnie the Pooh Bear, right? Big body, physical, has that goofy personality. But NC State looks really good. I was able to call their game on Monday against Austin P. Again, Campbell will not face an NC State talented team in the Big South. But if they can compete tonight and show they can handle the ball pressure – NC State with Kevin Keats, they run that pack pressure where it, they come at you a lot of bodies and they run up and down the court. If they can handle that with the point guard position and the guards, that means because remember Campbell was top 10 in the country in assist to turnover ratio. They don't give the ball away. Yeah. If they can prove that against NC State, it's like, okay, Kevin McGeehan's got something cooking. It should be fun. It's a big weekend of stuff. We're in crossover season when it seems like every single sport is going on, and that's exactly what's happening. And, by the way, a, a special thank you. I know Evan doing everything from the university side. Giving Day is big for both the university side and athletics and coming together. Athletics meeting their goal, and I know the uh, university side uh, met theirs as well. So a big thanks to the donors. Everybody really contributes on that Giving Day, which makes it special. Special shout out to Donnie Easley and the lacrosse program. They led all no the departments in, in donors, not total amount, right? We don't, we're not worried about that, but who had the most people involved and the most active donors and social media stuff. And I'll give lacrosse credit. They did a great job promoting it. Yep. That was awesome. All right. Coming up after the break, we talk UFC, we talk fighting, we talk wrestling. Scotty Sintes coming up after this on Camel Call Friday. 
Joining me now is Scotty Sintez, the head coach for Campbell Wrestling. He is coming off a four-straight SoCon tournament title for his wrestlers. He has sent, at the very least, six, most of the times more, wrestlers to the NCAA tournament. In each of the last four years, his team ranked in the top 25 for most of the year. They have already started their season. And tonight, Friday night, on UFC Fight Pass, Campbell will be at Fort Bragg, a very special event, hosting Michigan and North Carolina, two top 20 ranked wrestling teams. We have so much to talk about, Coach, but we'll start right there. Campbell and UFC, how did that relationship begin? Well, it started at the NCAA tournament this past year. Uh, I'd been in contact with Walker Van Way, who writes for UFC Fight Pass, We've always been throwing around the idea of how UFC can get more involved in wrestling, another combat sport. Uh, we threw out the idea of, of trying to host something with them. They loved it. I said, why not Veterans Day? We know how heavily involved Dana White is uh, you know, with the Army, with the veterans. That's a big part of their organization. Um, so we said, well, if we're going to do it on a Veterans Day, why not do it at a military base? And being surrounded by military bases like we are here at Campbell, being the kind of fighters we are here at Campbell, uh, it only made sense for us to host something at Fort Bragg. Coach, it makes perfect sense now, of course. Um, this is a UFC, the combat sport, where so many uh, All-American wrestlers go into MMA, and a good amount of the fights are on the ground. People using wrestling moves, people doing stuff on the ground to, uh, to make that sport what it is. How did you make that connection and say, you know what, this should be a, a no-brainer for UFC? Well, they were really interested in trying to break into wrestling. They just didn't know how to do it, and it just took somebody to say yeah. And, and for us, we, we want to be showcased. We, we really believe in our guys. We know we, we have a good package of, of guys that are going to be exciting and compete, and uh, I'll, I'll never say no to an opportunity like that. And the, the rest was just connecting the dots. How do we make it happen? organizing it and executing it. Tell me about the setup that's going to be down there at Fort Bragg. It, it looks phenomenal. So it's going to be at night. Uh, military's using it as a recruitment opportunity, so it's going to be surrounded by tanks and choppers and, 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 and pilots and all these different types of machineries uh, uh, that they use, combat machines. So uh, it's going to be on a raised stage under the lights at night. They're going to have us coming out of the backs of uh, – cargo airplanes onto the mats wow. uh, so it's a spectacle when you're dealing with guys in the UFC they're used to putting on a show so they're constantly pushing the pace they're, they're taking things to another level and, and they want to do it bigger and better than it's ever been done before in the wrestling world and they're guys that don't say no they have big visions and I'm a guy that doesn't say no so you, you stick me in there and start bouncing ideas off me it's just who can get a little crazier so that's what we landed with the presentation is going to be phenomenal. The competition is going to be phenomenal. Coach, right now, uh, UNC ranked 16th team in the country. Michigan is ranked 5th in the country. What is it going to be like uh, going up against those teams? We're going to have to be ready to battle. And, and we have guys that, that, that want to be great, and we have guys that aren't going to back down. We just got done wrestling Iowa State, who's a top-10 program. Our guys battled there each and every one of those matches. So they're ready for this opportunity. Uh, Michigan, just so you guys know, my, my brother is a Michigan wrestling alum. Uh, so we've followed that program since I was a little kid. So I would, I would love nothing more than to take a piece out of them. And then North Carolina being a state school up the road, the big, big brothers, uh, it'd be great to, to show how we develop guys here to, to overcome a team like that and take them down. 
Coach, this is the second weekend of the wrestling season. Uh, you opened up with, with two very good wins down at the battle and the River City duels in, in Jacksonville, Florida. Tell me about what you learned about your, your squad last weekend. I learned they're going to fight. I learned that they can, they, they can face adversity and, and bounce back, and that's needed in Division I level, uh, especially with the type of competition that we face. We started the day against Little Rock, a, a pretty scrappy team. Uh, beat them, came down to heavyweight, beat them. Then we had Iowa State, who had a breakthrough performance and of the weekend. They, they took down Wisconsin. They won eight out of the ten bouts against Wisconsin, a, a top ten program. So uh, we wrestled them. Every, every match was a battle. And my guys just kept getting after it. Nobody laid down. Everybody was, was right there in the fight. And then to bounce back from that and dominate a scrappy team out of the MAC, University of Buffalo, and dominate them 36-3, to that tells me these guys are going to show up. They're not going to be rattled. They're going to like the big stage. They're going to like the lights. And if you're going to be successful at the NCAA tournament and successful in events like this, you got to have the skin for it. How do you prepare your guys for something that's going to be such a spectacle and so emotional, knowing that more eyes are going to be on this match than any other match they've been in before? I think they just focus on the little things, getting the little things right. Uh, for us, it's just developing confidence. That means going hard in the room. We're not saving their bodies for this. We're, we're beating them up pretty good this week. And they're going to be prepared. They're, they're in shape. They're, they're strong. And they know how to wrestle. And so all we got to do is go out there and get after it. Coach, this is sort of the icing on the cake of an amazing uh, wrestling program that you've built here. Kerry Colat came in uh, to this program as head coach and, and built it up from basically nothing. It was, it was down more than it has ever been in the proud history of, of Campbell Wrestling. You were an assistant with him for a time, and then you got chosen as the head man and have built it into these new heights, four straight SOCON tournament championships, taking six-plus guys to NCAAs each and every year. It's been with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Take me back to... When you took over this program and continuing to build it, what did you do? Yeah, so before I got here, it was the record was three and sixteen, and and Carrie called me and, uh, man, I don't know, I wasn't I wasn't sure. I hadn't heard about Campbell at that time. Uh, they 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 didn't have any good wins, and I took a took a risk. I believed in them uh, at the time and came down here and and uh, we just started building. And, and lucky enough, my first season here as an assistant coach, we went from three and sixteen to winning the SoCon title. Uh, the very next year, we had our program's first NCAA All-American. And one thing I learned is you just always got to take it a step further. And over time, the culture got a little better. We went from getting, you know, sevens and eights and turning them into nines and tens to getting eights and nines and trying to make them into tens. So just the quality of, of kids that we're bringing into Campbell has only gotten better, which, you know, you, you still put the same amount of work in, you can get them even further. You have been able, Coach, to to build this program's alumni base back up. Like we said, the, Campbell Wrestling has, has a proud history. They've had their up and up, ups and downs, but they have a lot of good guys that have worked very hard uh, to make Campbell Wrestling something over the years. And, and we've talked about it before. I sort of asked how you did it, and you literally did it by contacting each and every guy that you knew wrestled here and trying to get them involved with the program. Talk, talk about that process. Yeah, it's, it's really important. I think the biggest thing is we do a really good job with media and keeping them informed and having them get to know our wrestlers on the team, always putting out content and stories. And, you know, we went through the Pine Burr yearbook, just finding names and finding them on Facebook. Uh, when Kylie was here, he was another assistant coach here uh, when I first got here my first year. Uh, you know, we sent out a shirt to all of them. We just invested, didn't ask for anything, just sent them a shirt and, 
and with all their names on it, and it formed a camel, and they were pumped. And, and as we've gotten better, they're just really proud of this program. They really relate to our, our guys on our team because they understand here at Campbell, being a, a small school, it's all about connections. And, and there's no other, the word you hear from baseball's brotherhood like a Campbell wrestling team. And so those guys come back, they're really proud, they're, they'll show up to everything. Uh, and, and, you know, they, they really spend the time to get to know our guys and, and the families of our guys, and, and they're fully invested. How important is that for, for a program and what you're trying to build here? That's very important. I mean, we're a mid-major school, but we're trying to beat the, the, the Power Fives and the Big Tens. That's, that's our vision. Our vision is to, to go and take an NCAA trophy. And, and with the way the NCAA is going right now, you've got to be able to flip the bill to, to be able to have the travel schedule, to be able to afford to bring the right team in, uh, you know, travel more guys on your roster to compete to help develop them. Uh, and, and those things cost money, and, and those are things we have to fundraise for is, is to, to help our guys develop at the, the pace I, I wanted to develop at and to get there a little bit quicker. And, and these alumni understand that, and, and they want to help support it. Coach, you've been able to build everything around it. Of course, you've you, you got to get the student athletes to, to bring the program to the next level. When you recruit a guy, and again, you are getting state champions, you're getting the top recruits in weight classes and going up against these Power Fives, what do you do to get a guy like that to come here and not go to a Power Five? The, the biggest thing is just get them on campus. This place sells itself. When, when they see the, the support we have from the administration, you have them talk with Hannah Baysmore, Heavy Hands Hannah, they see the development we have in our guys, what we've done. What, you know, our guys show up with 0-8 records. Josh Heil was an 0-8 record when he first got here. Ended up being a multiple-time SOCON champ. NCAA qualifier was the top eight guy in the country, uh, you know, ranked as high as number six in the country. So uh, we do a really good job of developing guys. I think the kinds of kids we get are the right kinds of kids. They come here because they really care about school and they really care about wrestling. We tell them right away, if you want to paint your face and pass out the tailgate, Campbell's not for you. And so naturally, we just are going to get the right kids for the right culture, and it makes it a lot easier to develop them when there's not all those distractions. Um, and then when they get here and they realize, look, I don't have the distraction. I can focus on school. I can focus on wrestling. And if I really need a break, I could drive 45 minutes up to Raleigh. But it's far enough, to way, uh, far enough away where it's not an everyday distraction but close enough to where if you really need to go blow off some steam and take your girlfriend out for a date, you got a place you can go. Coach, this is obviously one of the high points in a very good schedule that, that, that you put together. Tell me after this amazing event that's, that's coming up on Friday, what you guys have non-conference-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's – well, just we, we really tried to pack our schedule. We wanted to, to see teams, that, you know, that we always see at the NCAA tournament before we get there. So – this first competition, we had Iowa State, a, a, a big 12 school. You know, now we have Michigan, the returning NCAA runner-ups. We'll have North Carolina coming to us. We have Nebraska coming to us. We'll go down to Virginia duels. You know, next week we're actually going to be up there uh, at Army West Point. We'll see Penn State up there, who's the returning NCAA champs. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of really great competition on on the front side. And one thing about my guys is, is – they know how to fix problems. So if we can go in there and see the best teams in the country and get after it, you know, we can always come back here, work on things. How do we widen the gap if we end up coming on top? And, and, and if we don't, how do we, how do we catch up? And, and that's something my guys are really good at. Finally, Coach, uh, talking to you really since the beginning of, of, of when you brought UFC into Campbell, into putting this 
uh, amazing battle at the Bragg, as they're calling it, um, together. It'll be on UFC P- Fight Pass tonight, 5 and 7.30. How excited are you? Oh, I'm really excited. I, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of question marks. Anytime you start something from, from nothing, it's a lot of hard work and a lot of questions there. But I'm really excited. There's a lot of people putting a lot of work into it and a lot of planning into it. So it's going to be nice to see it come to fruition. He is Scotty Sintez. You will see some great wrestling and everything around it. Coming up tonight, UFC Fight Pass, number 5 Michigan at 5, number 16 North Carolina at 7.30. Campbell wrestling uh, on a worldwide stage tonight. That'll do it for Camel Call Friday. We'll be back with the live show Monday night at 6.30 from the county seat. Until then, have a great weekend.